Hello, it's Danny Howe back again with another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. Once again, a little longer between last visits than I would like, but, you know, uh, news came slow in Southern Indiana when uh, I grew up, and that's why the paper only came out once a week. Uh, Even the non-news that it reported took a week or so to build up. And at any rate, um, it occurred to me that uh, I've really spoken for a long time about this whole notion of practical jokes. Um, first of all, I'm not quite sure why they call them practical. There doesn't seem to be much practical about them. They often lead to impractical results. Um, but I had, a, uh, I had an aunt and uncle when I was growing up um, who's, um, who went by their nicknames, which were Happy and Teddy. And um, they, um, they had a, a thing about practical jokes. Uh, uncle Happy had come from a family of practical jokers. They did such lovely things as uh, planning to take their elderly father to a baseball game in Cincinnati, which was, you know, a few hours drive, um, on a day when they knew there was no baseball game, drive all the way there and, you know, come to the gate and there's no game. So, sorry, Dad, we must have got it mixed up. And then nobody said anything. And to them, somehow, this was inwardly hilarious. Although, again, given the, the character of people in southern Indiana that we've spoken about, they would not have laughed out loud even afterward, just, you know, just something you would just sort of sit with. Um, they once, uh, Happy and Teddy, uh, gave a, a dime store ring to uh, one of my aunts, uh, Teddy's sister, and put it in a nice jewelry box, told her it was real. She wore it for months till it turned green. This is the kind of stuff they did. Now, their favorite thing was to send fake messages to each other on their birthdays to try to get them to come to a surprise party by having the message indicate that they had suffered a terrible accident and were dying. And now I suppose, you know, the one was, you know, that <laughs> Uncle Happy had fallen off the scaffolding while doing volunteer work to put together the uh, uh, fairgrounds displays for the county fair. Uh, you would think after one or two times this joke wouldn't work anymore, but apparently they were, you know, they were willingly susceptible of it for some time, I guess, at any rate, at any rate. Um, so I, you know, I started thinking about, well, you know, maybe there's some recorded history in the local paper of um, practical jokes getting folks in trouble. And sure enough, there, there, there are. Um, headline uh, in, uh, this is the Bedford uh, newspaper, the Daily Paper. They had enough mail, news in Bedford, you know, a town about 18,000 people. They could have a daily newspaper. Um, October 9, 1905. And the headline says, um, Harmless Practical Joke leads to bloody tragedy tragedy now we can imagine a number of circumstances in which that might have occurred between happy and teddy and their relatives who knows but uh it did this time this is um fellow named lon mead shot dead by another fellow named lee kinsey after the latter had been twice assaulted with weapons all right well that part doesn't sound like a joke but here's the story (laughs) the um alonzo and lee had both been drinking during the day. Always a problem if you've started fairly early. They'd been close friends, but ill feeling suddenly arose between them over a trivial matter. <laughs> the Mead was playing cards in a bar, and Kinsey was eating peanuts, apparently in the bar also, um, and he amused himself occasionally by dropping a peanut shell on Mead's hat. Again, just a peanut shell we're talking about, okay? Every now and then, he would drop a peanut shell, and then he would amuse himself for not allowing Mead to find out who was dropping the peanuts on him. It's like a 
third graders playing a trick with each other on like tickling your neck or something. So finally, he says he, <laughs> he caught Kinsey in the act and jumping up in a rage, struck him a fierce blow on the side of the head. Um, and he also displayed a revolver. William Meade, the son of Alonzo, got hold of his father and said, look, <laughs> this, was, this was just all in fun. Uh, however, but um, the father nursed his wrath uh, and sought revenge, it says. You know, the, the, the writing was kind of flowery back then because, again, they had a lot of space to film. So sometime afterward, Kinsey went into another saloon and called for a glass of beer. And just at the moment, just as he was about to drink his beer, Meade comes in and, without any further prompting, seizes Kinsey by the throat, backs him up against the wall, and assaults him with a knife, cutting his face. Well, all right, well, Kinsey took umbrage at that, and he says he drew a revolver and fired five times at Meade, four hitting him and one missing. So one ball went through the heart and came out at the back, and as you could imagine, was a fatal wound. Says the fight happened so quickly that mutual friends had no time to interfere, nor would I think they would want to all that much. But at any rate, um, said after the killing, Kenzie disappeared. Everybody figured he'd gone to Mexico, but nobody in southern Indiana goes to Mexico or anywhere else. So what occurred to him was to get a horse and ride maybe all of 10 miles to Paoli, Indiana, uh, and give himself up in another county. So Orange County is the next county south of Lawrence County, um, <laughs> said when his body was found, a loaded revolver was found on him. And, and so this, the newspaper now speculates, as they were apt to do back then, said, well, if he'd previously threatened Kinsey with a pistol and he had a pistol on him, then maybe, you know, maybe Kinsey could say that lunging at him and slicing his face up uh, or, uh, you know, and then shooting him uh, was an act of self-defense. And you never know what flies these days. Um, now, it turns out this sort of, you know, making jokes related to people who've been drinking is just dangerous generally is an article from the Jasper Indiana newspaper, one I really enjoy reading some of their old editions of. Um, so a, fellow, um, a fellow was uh, a bartender, um, closed up his saloon, and a friend of his, for a joke, stepped from behind a tree and ordered him to throw up his hands. And well, he apparently been held up a couple of times recently, and so his reaction to that was to immediately turn around and shoot the person, whose name was Maxwell. And it says, Maxwell lived for several hours afterward, and he said he did not blame the bartender for shooting him. So at least he had a, he was a good sport about it. So here's, you know, tips for the wise, right? You know, if we, if we, if we're inclined to make a practical joke, you know, we're probably mad about something, and, and it's better to just sort of step back and, and um, think about how much less fun but more safe it would be to just maybe be mad than to try to get even with the joke. Um, so, as always, we like to share helpful advice that's been tested through the ages uh, from the experience of folks living in southern Indiana, and we hope that uh, you're uh, uh, safe from all practical jokers and uh, that uh, everyone's... Uh, uh, careful, especially when they go to a saloon and there are peanuts. As always, take care and we'll talk to you soon.